How's it going everybody? Thanks so much for checking out this week's episode. We'd like to take a second to thank this week's sponsor, Punkbox. Punkbox is a monthly subscription service that delivers merchandise and music to the homes of punk music lovers each month. Featuring vinyl, CDs, cassettes, shirts, buttons, stickers, and a whole lot more. Each box contains items that are directly purchased from or donated by bands and artists who are looking to reach a larger audience with their music and or products. Now Punkbox has a bunch of different options. You could start out just getting one month box all the way up to being a super supporter and sign up for a 12 month subscription. And you're gonna save yourself some money by doing that. Now head on over to punkboxrocks.com. That's P-U-N-K-B-O-X-R-O-X. And bring the merch table right to your door each month. Also make sure to follow them on Instagram at punkboxrocks. Once again, it's P-U-N-K-B-O-X-R-O-X to keep up on new items in each month's theme. Thank you so much again to Punkbox for sponsoring this week's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Today, we've got David Michael Frank. He's a musician and content creator. David, welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Heck yeah. Let's just jump right into it. So you just released your debut single as a solo artist, only one in August. How's the response been that been for that so far? Yeah, thanks for asking. Yeah, only ones out in the world. So yeah, it's been it's been crazy. Uh I uh I've been in bands for like 10 plus years, and only one uh marked sort of Mark, the first time I've ever released music under my own name, which was a, a nightmare and really exciting at the same time because I had built up uh, quite a quite an audience under under my previous band name. I had a, like a decent amount of Spotify followers. I had a huge catalog of music. And then starting from my name, which I wanted to do for a few years, I've really like known it from my heart. Like I need to, it didn't feel disingenuous releasing as, as a band name any. It, many anymore it didn't feel honest and so i uh, uh i i did it i i went for it when i when i got my tour offer for halcyon and lauren babick and i had like a month and a half to like get my act together and and release only one and i um finished the song uh and i and i toured without having released it just little clips on on tiktok and i performed it every night and the crowd went hard and i filmed every single night that we played it and uh, put together a little music video, and when the song came out, I had generated some pre-saves and, and had a little buzz just from playing it live. And uh, it charted as number two on the alternative charts on the same day that Panic at the Disco's album and Demi Lovato's album came out. And uh, yeah, it was really it was really cool. And then thirty eight as far as like all genres um, of, of music that that was out at the time. So uh, it was a great like independent release. Um, and I'm I'm doing a lot of like cool other things, sort of like reboot it and rebrand it and doing like an open verse challenge and uh, I'm gonna do an acoustic version. Um, but as far as like the first release, like it was it was really nerve-wracking to to be myself as an artist. And uh I think it was a decent 
first little like intro to who I am. Um, and I, I can take it from there now. It's a, it's a killer song. Uh, I've listened to it at least five times today before talking to you. Um, you. and, uh, it's awesome though. Like the taking that leap as a solo artist, because that's, I mean, it's hard. It's hard going out there being just yourself. Um, you know, because I started this by myself and then we had a, uh, I had a partner doing the podcast and then he's kind of taken time off. And now it's been just me for the past like three months and Ooh. still, still trying to find my, my way as I, I relate as a I pat. understand. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, that's, that's a tough, that's a really tough thing. Kudos to you for, for like, you know, holding, holding strong and, and keeping the ship afloat as, as you like, you know, run, run the ship yourself. That's, that's tough. Kudos to you too. Kudos to you. Uh, next question I have for you is, do you have any upcoming plans for uh, your solo EP or an album you could talk about? Sure. Uh, yeah, the industry is in sort of a weird place right now. I, I grew up with albums. I listened to albums start to back. I like don't even know song names because I, I just know albums. Um, but I know that I need to play the game as far as like the marketing side goes. And then at the same time, uh, I need to keep creating content. I wish I could go like hide in the mountains and go like sh- record an album without any like buddy in- involving themselves. But in reality, I would like my fans or supporters would forget who I am or wh- they would watch videos of cats instead. Or, you know, I guess they're, I'm already competing with those anyways, but, oh, <laughs> but so good to watch though. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, I, I think you can expect uh, a series of singles um leading up to an album i would love to do an album that uh i i love the the community of like for example my patreon like i'll do a thing once i have like most of the album already released i'll do a thing where i can get everybody's name on the actual like print of the album which will be really cool um and yeah so the goal would be an album but i'm gonna do singles and then i'm also gonna do the follow-up to only one uh where i'm, I'm doing an open verse challenge um, and the winner of that, which this is sort of crazy, but the winner of that is going to come out to Nashville and record uh, their verse on on that song. And, and then we're going to release, uh, we'll do a music video together and we'll release that uh, and as well as as an acoustic version. So that'll be really exciting. That sounds all exciting. So have you listened through some of the uh, the submissions and stuff for the Open First Challenge? Do you have uh, any forerunners already in your head? I have some forerunners in my head, but I tried not to listen to them. Uh, I, I people are already harassing me a little. Today's the nineteenth. Uh, I, I said I the deadline is the tenth, but I do so many things. Like I've been shipping merch all week, and like I'm like posting other random TikToks that you like. Anyways, I'm gonna get to it really quickly and and watch uh, all the videos, and I I will be as unbiased as I can to choose to choose my favorite one. Uh, and I've done a few like contests on TikTok. That's sort of why I like went for it with with the song. I did like a a challenge for heart attack. There's a high note in the Demi Lovato heart attack. Um, I did that, and I had like three thousand submissions or something like that wow. of singers that were like, and I like I turned it into a little bit of like a game show, and I like went through and I judged them all, and I like I chose my top ten, and um, and then I did it again with my heart will go on, which was I ha- I did viral, and then and then I did a little contest with that. So so by doing it with my own song, um. 
you know, it, it was a little, it's a little scary to, to do. And I'm like giving up real estate of my song and it's now our song with me and someone else. Yeah. Um, but I love that. Uh, I love the idea of like, there's so much talent out there and like you're invited to like try out to be a part of the song and like write a new perspective into it and then let's release it together and I'll fly them out on my dime independently, which is crazy. Um, and we're going to shoot a music video and, and release it. And it's, it's going to be like a new life to the song. So I'm really excited about it. That's amazing. So let's start at the beginning of your musical journey. Uh, when you're 11, your dad got your, your, got you your first guitar. What made you want to be a musician? Well, okay. So I think that, I think that like, you know, definitely seeing it and hearing how music affected and was important in my dad's life was, of course, really inspiring. Um, but, you know, I, I was falling in love with music myself and sort of seeing that connection that it can have. And I saw some like really cool concerts. Um, and when it came down to it, I remember it was like Hanukkah and my parents were like, what do you want? And I was like, Dad, I want a Fender Stratocaster. And I'd seen like an Eric Clapton concert. And he like told my mom, or I told my mom, I was like, mom, dad's going to get me a Fender Stratocaster. And she was like, no, he's not. And so from there, from there, it actually happened. I got that guitar. Um, and that sort of opened up this crazy world of, of learning music. Also, luckily, there was a kid in my class in elementary school and junior high. His dad was in a band called Heart. Uh, they have Barracuda and Crazy on You and Magic Man. He wrote all those songs. And so he became my guitar teacher. So from like a really young age, I had like this instilled music theory of like, you need to play it right. You can't like learn studio tricks. You need to like be good. And and they were recording on tape when they came up. So like they, oh, yeah. he was instilling all of that on me. Um, and so I learned like guitar and and basic recording. Uh, I started with a four track cassette recorder and then I got a thing with a little CD burner. Um, and I was in, I was in bands uh, in high school, junior high, and we were, you know, on MySpace and we were like playing shows. And I grew up in Seattle, which was like a really cool music scene. And they had all youth, youth venues um, that like, we were like 12, 13, 14 band practice and then playing shows and trying to get our friends to come out to the shows. And like, we were playing shows with older, older kids, 16, 17 years old that were like, killing it incredible and really inspiring to to me as a young musician and artist so uh we were just like learning sort of on the like the early days of like the grind and myspace promotion and getting your friends out to shows and i remember we we made like eight hundred dollars at like our cd release show in, in high school and, and like 16 years old and started to realize there's 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 some business here and some and some potential um, and then uh, I went to college and I studied vocal performance and and music business. Or sorry, and business. Um, and my school was a very like sports school, so they're speaking about like sports teams and business. And mm -hmm. I was imagining the music business. And meanwhile, I was watching early days of YouTube, seeing uh, people who are a lot of them are my friends, but seeing a lot of musicians, Alex Goot and Tyler Ward, uh, Kurt Schneider uh, on YouTube, killing it, playing all the instruments, doing cool videos. And I was like, I can do that. I don't know how to do it, but I'm going to figure it out. And so I like started making really crappy videos and uh, I like play all the instruments in like my pajamas and I was like getting drunk and like <laughs> making like there's some outros on my channel. They're so cringy, um, but I was doing my best. And I mm -hmm. also I was pushing myself uh, 
I remember Adele came out with a song. I was going to cover it. And I, something in my like ego of being a the beginning singer wouldn't let myself transpose it lower. So I'm like trying to sing Adele <laughs> at her range when I sucked at singing. Um, and so uh, I was just in, in making music from such a young age. Um, and by the time I released my first like professional release, which was 2012, um, I had actually 2011. I was I was brought into L.A. and put into a boy band. We won't count that. That was a nightmare. I learned oh, all the dark sides that, of the that's industry. The next, that's my next question. We're yeah. Oh, we're are you only, all right. Well, yeah. So that's my <laughs> early days of being inspired. But ooh, the boy band days. Jeez. Yeah. So speaking of that, though, so um, you've performed with multiple groups. You know, starting with Wellington. Oh uh, my God. Did you? Which, did I give you this information? Did you get this? No, man. I look oh. things up. I, this, this, this is what I do. This is my job. Wow. <laughs> so you were with Wellington, King the Kid, and then, you know, then Future Sunsets. Can you tell us about what it was like being a young musician, dealing with uh, some of the fame and stuff that you guys went through and, and the challenges you faced in those early years? Oh, my gosh. I brought up <laughs> Wellington. I was brought I was I was making my little covers, my little videos on YouTube, mm -hmm. and I was brought out to Los Angeles. Uh and I auditioned for a band that was being put together and they were looking for a singer. And there were, were four managers. That's already a red flag. Two of the managers were <laughs> older and they were they had like oh god, they had so many awards and Emmys. There's a lot of television awards, very, mm -hmm. very powerful people. Uh, I like can't even be specific, but like I, I'm probably not going to get sued. Um, but but <laughs> one of the people was like the manager of Michael Jackson and the, and Lionel Richie and, and Jackson 5 and the Commodores and all these just huge artists. And so when it came down to like maybe signing a deal or not with them, uh, you know, well, my lawyer told me it was a bad deal. But they're also like, look, if they're going to take like this huge percentage of your income, but they're going to make you a household name. They're going to like put you on TV. You got like. All yeah, these, like, so you've got weighing your options there. So I like signed the worst deal you could ever sign when I was like fresh to LA and um, I moved out and and uh, turns out they were lying to us and it just went down the a very very ugly dark side. Um, my four managers started fighting. They weren't able to be in the in the room together. Uh, they tried to get us to throw them under the bus, but we ended up trying to fire them. But our deal was so bad that we had a disagreement about whether they could fire us or not. So then they started sending cease and desist letters and pulling our videos down. And they tried to extort a lot of money out of us and our families telling us we'll never work in the industry again. So it was like a really, really stressful and ugly thing that I got to experience before I became independent. And that I toured in a tour bus. I got, yeah. I got some of the really exciting, like uh, things that you get when other people are, are working on, on a team. Uh, mm -hmm. And making making stuff happen, making connections happen. So uh, then, out of the hopeful ashes, out of what seemed like the ashes of that band, but those old managers kept screwing with us, we we uh, started a new band called King the Kid, and it was mm -hmm. independent. It was just three of us, and we were doing great. We were killing it. Uh, we learned how to make YouTube videos and how to work cameras and how to do our graphic design, how to run our own merch store, and I was writing all the songs and i was i was really uh learning a lot as a producer i've been producing for years but now i was actually producing like records that were going to come out that were ours 
Um, I was a nerd about mixing and mastering and all of the audio engineering. We had the drums in the biggest room of the house and we were living and breathing music. We didn't pay ourselves. We lived out of the band's uh, bank account and yeah. the band paid for our rent and the band mm -hmm. paid for our food. We would go out and the band would pay for it. But if somebody got guacamole on their Chipotle, it was a little bit like, <laughs> all right, well, he gets like something this next time, you know? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. And so we were living for the band. And we were doing really well. We won Hot Topics first Battle of the Bands. that had a ton of bands submit, sum, submitted. And, yeah. Um, the day before our Europe tour, the the drummer uh, screwed the other guys, uh, screwed us over, changed all the passwords to our social media, and tried to hold it hostage for a lot of money. And uh, we found ourselves in a very tricky situation. There was a lot of like stuff we could have done legally, but there was a lot of like threats that were going yeah. around that were like. Mm -hmm. uh, mafioso threats yeah. and uh it was really really a scary thing so we had to leave behind the band or or pay this horrible ransom um but we we decided to uh we decided to move on as future sunsets and have that represent um sort of pursuing uh sort of those next like bright times and 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 drinking the kid that was sort of my awakening to the impact that that music can have on people so that first record that we put out um, I started to see lyrics that I wrote tattooed on people and hear stories about how my music had affected them and taken them out of dark places and um, really sort of changed their their own life trajectory about who they are and what they wanted to be and do and, and feel a little bit less alone in the world. And that inspired me and my music and that feeling that I felt as far as how music helped me and now seeing my music affect other people, that is what I, to this day, am still so addicted to chasing um, and trying to make that kind of impact and change um, with my music, with my content, with even a stupid video. If you can put a smile on someone's face, like it could make a huge, huge change for someone. So, Absolutely. yeah, and and I know you see that even with podcasting and and everything that you do. Like when you make make a, a connection with someone and, and we're also numb to views and numbers you see all these people getting millions of hits and then you get jealous but like yeah if you can understand that every view is a person a real mm -hmm. person like mm -hmm. a like that impact on that one person makes it totally totally all worth it um and so i try to maintain that that you know Every single person, every single viewer or listener matters, and that impact can be incredible. So um, I try my best to not get caught up in the in the numbers game. Um, and so, yeah, we we fought on now as as two people um, after being like literally robbed. We owned an RV, you know, we had a trailer, all of it just stolen. Um, and all these songs that I wrote and and that meant so much to me. That were written about my life and tattoos on people, whatever, that I felt like I couldn't play because they were under another band name. I should have Taylor right. Swifted it and recorded them all over, but I didn't I Game didn't know. Version. Exactly. It was like we should have done that. Like in retrospect, like that would have been the move. So we held on to future sunsets for many years. Um, just trying to still make that impact and trying to grow and like covering whatever just came out. It doesn't matter if Katy Perry came out with a song. 9 p.m. We're like recording it. It Get just it. came out, and and that game, like that game, is so tiring. Um, and so uh, you know, just just continued on, and and that sort of um taking back my name or being my my name for the first time with only one was like 
very heartwarming and oh, like overwhelmingly emotional for me to to like put out a song under my name. Like to see that was crazy. I've uploaded 200 songs and I've never had my name tied to anything. Mm -hmm. So um, it's been really, really cool. And I'm, and I'm really excited for everything that's, that's to come and everything that I've done so far as, as myself. Um, and I'm just going to maintain that, that uh, building connection with people and make them feel, you know, a little less alone in the world. I love that. And honestly, and that's such a, such a like strong message as well um, with, you know, because there's so many like bands that are out there that will get discouraged. They'll play a show and there's 15, 20 kids there. And they're like, well, no one cared to see us. Well, those 20 people did. So yeah. give them a show, you know, and, you know, it's hard. It, sometimes it's hard to find it, for a live show to find that that will to put on this the same exact live show to 20 people as you would to 200 people or to 2000 people. But those those 20 people all came to see you. And if you give them a good show, they'll see you the next time. And the next time, if you work on building a fan base and realizing that numbers aren't, aren't always important. Now, they are very important, but that's how you grow your numbers. Yeah, and if you can if you can actually personally connect with those people, stick around the show, respond to the comments, all the things that you can do, um, do it. Make those connections. Genuinely, you're gonna be better off for it, and not not from like a using of them, but from like a like understanding an audience and and making connections. I've made so many friends that mm -hmm. that maybe were fans through my music, um, that are lifelong friends that are all over the world from music. And I've seen my listeners become best friends, which is really cool. Um, right. So there's just like, it's it's just really powerful music in general. That's why we're all so addicted to it. That's why we're doing a podcast about music. That's why yeah. we we are obsessed with with creating things out of out of nothing and, and listening to them, absorbing them and, and feeling something. Um, so yeah, but yeah, if it's 20 people at your show, if it's five views on your YouTube video, it's really scary and hard to like continue on. And I, I, I know creators at all levels that feel this. It sucks. It's it's really hard, that whole like dopamine thing. Like and TikTok just plays with it. Just the oh, lottery gosh. of like, Ugh. oh, I'm 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 hot right now. I, no, no one gives a shit. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> oh, my, my last video had twenty thousand streams on it. That's amazing. What this one has two hundred streams? Oh my god! Oh. I think they're I think they're like lauderying oh. our brain. They know, <laughs> they know. They're like give give them a little so that give they keep come, come back. Like, oh, if god. if you let them if you let them go semi viral once, oh they'll never stop. <laughs> uh, it's it's horrible. Um, <laughs> Speaking of viral and the numbers game, with over two million followers on social media and spanning over a decade. Uh, what have been some of the most difficult obstacles you've faced while staying current with trends as the industry changes? Um, I've been really, uh, if I can like pat myself on the back, I've been really good at shifting focus when I needed to, as far as like how to stay afloat as an artist in changing times. And I have seen a lot of my peers not do that and follow old patterns. And I will tell them like, you stop uh, iTunes. No one cares. Like you need to change what you're doing. Like as a friend, like, please just look, mm -hmm. look what's going, going big. So, um, I, I, 
you know, I think I've been sort of on it. Um, clearly, I wish I wish I like learned different skills a little bit earlier, photo and video. Um, but as far as like, it's just been hard. But I think one of the things that's been really great was was when I launched uh, a Patreon in 2015, and that the early has, in the game. Yeah, and Patreon <laughs> has given some salary to creating art. But even better way to think about it is if I put out a song or I put out a video and I distribute it to the world, mm -hmm. Spotify tells me that the value of my art, the value of the song that I spent so much time writing and recording and re-recording and mixing and mastering and paying people and collaborating, Spotify tells me that the value of that is 0 0.003 or four cents. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's confusing. I'm being told I have no value. And so for the first time, <clears throat> Patreon is is saying, no, actually, your art, your content creation, like life has has value. Uh, and and not only the end product, the building the product, it's like the whole product, the the making it literally the, the song writing. I share with them like unfinished demos and lyrics and like inside stuff about my life that's like rough and like they're there to support that like process so right. patreon like monetize that in a really beautiful powerful way for for me um and for them as far as like what it's sort of what they get back and sort of the community element of it and then within the community they're all making fr friends and connections and um it's like a really beautiful uh community that like if i didn't have my patreon i would have had a job by now um and it's still like the backbone to everything that i do and i have a pretty broad portfolio of like income streams as like an artist and there's your spotify i do my own merch i've literally been like shipping merch like for hours and hours this week mm -hmm. um and uh you know patreon's been great and now you start to see you know sponsorships you know here and there and and there's sort of like all of these different um streams that you just have to have properly set up uh facebook reels is now starting to pay tiktok doesn't pay much um but there's just little things here and there that you start to like build your business to sort of level up right mm -hmm. absolutely no patreon like we we have our own patreon we're still definitely growing it but that's like one of the great things about about patreon is that that's the like behind the scenes we'll give you stuff early we'll give you all these things but it's like do you want to see how we make it like you can see me in my zubas well i don't care here's you know let's let's just be real back here you know it's it your help like that's the point of patreon is like to support the entire creative process and not just the final product yeah Which... it's been it's been life life changing it's been it's been great and um, I need to update mine. It still has my old band name on it, but uh, they understand. I'm doing a million things. I got to do that open verse challenge. <laughs> You're a little busy right now. You're a little I'm busy. busy. So as we talked about supporting people and, and, and things like that. So you're not only a musician and a creator, but you also work with other creators and help them on their own journeys. So aside from being a musician, uh, what aspects of the industry do you enjoy working in the most and why? That's a cool question. Thanks. Um, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I've been, I've been an artist in the trenches. And so in that you learn a lot of skills. Um, when I was living in Los Angeles, I, 
was deprioritizing my own music to make a a buck that day so I could pay rent, you know? Um, And so one of the sort of coolest things uh, that I was doing was sort of a one-stop shop of everything. So if you're a singer songwriter and you don't have a fan base, it would be like, I, I would bring people into my studio. We would record like a cover or a few covers and an original. And we would shoot I would do all that. I would do the, all the music production and all the coaching and all of the vocal stuff that they need and, and, and instruct them. And I'd shoot the music video and I would help them have like a really professional music video as far as professional as I can do, which is like sure. decent. Um, and I would uh, help them with the graphic design of the album stuff. And then I, over the years, have learned how to do Facebook and Instagram ads pretty well to... Yeah to reach new people. So I would then help them spend their money to reach new people of similar artists. So if they sound like Marin Morris or whoever they sound like, I can like then push them out. And even cooler than that, I have a fan base and I only was working with people that I really liked. And so, uh, or like believed in. And so I would, I would bring them in as well at the same time as all of the releases and do a cover on my channel and be like, look, everyone, this is this new person. Go check them out. Check out their new original single that I produced and the music video that I just shot, as well as the other cover that's on their channel that we collaborated on. And I would do this huge package that would just sort of like give like a starting artist like everything they that's needed huge. to do to like get started. Um, and I love that from like the artist development like side. Um, it's like easier to do for someone else than it like is for me. Um, and I and I, I love that. And I always really loved, even like through college, I've loved working with young talent. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in college, I was producing like these like 15 year old kids that were so good. Um, I like try not to name names because like a lot of them like got huge record deals and played crazy shows. And like, yeah. then I've seen some people, some of them like, f- like get screwed over from their labels. And like, I, I like see the whole journey, but like I found these like youthful, youthful talent and like, did that at a younger age as well before I had like a fan base, but I was still producing and doing the videos and doing everything for them and accompanying them live. Um, so I love that. I'm excited for my one-year-old baby to be like a little older so I can like help him if he wants, he can do what the hell he wants, but uh, he's going to have a drum set and guitar. And he's going to have everything. There's going to be, a, there's like a stage behind me. He's going to be doing music videos on Friday. No, I'm just kidding. But he, whatever Every he wants Friday. to do, he's going to perform for mom and I, and we're going to cheer him on. No, but like whatever he wants to do, but like, I'm excited for, for helping him out if he wants to do music. Um, and then I just moved to Nashville. So like other talent, like I'm all, I'm all about it. It's that it's wild that like almost every time you are done with um with your answer you are almost always directly leading into my next question my next question for you is how has life and career changed since getting married having a kid and moving really cool um it's been it's been awesome uh my wife she does she does youtube um you can look her up jacqueline glenn she's been doing that since the same amount of time i i have and our 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 stories are interesting where we both got to LA around the same time and um, knew a lot of the same people. And, um, you know, we didn't ever connect until, you know, much later on. Um, And, uh, you know, when we started dating, we were able to do a lot of collaboration. Um, She's a naturally ridiculous, incredible singer because her dad's a musician. 
and is still playing crazy shows. He's playing Luke Bryan's birthday party this week. Like the, they play the Super Bowl every year. They play the NFL draft. They play like like all like the the baby has gone to grandpa. Grandpa's fir, baby's first show was Bridgestone Arena downtown Nashville, and it was like the Olympic skaters were like announcing which Olympians. He plays the craziest shows all the time. Um, Johnny Depp and like just wow. Alice Cooper, and it's so nuts. The grandpa shows. He was on stage with Keith Urban when Jacqueline's water broke. Anyways, um. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know, she does music a little, but she does talking and social commentary. Sure. Um, and so there's like an easy overlap as far as like content creation goes. And we started a podcast and um, and then, you know, it L.A. was a grind and we were dating and and then we we eventually got married. And um, when you get married, it, it's a big change as far as like instead of me having to think about like. Ah, like my rent and like whatever. Now it's like, right. hey, we're two people and we can like work together to like hit our bottom line of like, hey, we can like not kill ourselves recording like crappy covers for other people this month. Like we can focus on whatever we want to focus on. Mm -hmm. So like it wasn't until uh, I got married that I really realized like, oh, I have a, I have a team. Like I, I, I said I'm alone, but like really, I, my wife and I. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Um, and so now I'm able to like focus on. The things I want to focus on because we're, we're a team on that. Um, and so, uh, you know, keep pursuing music and all of that. And then, you know, she's getting more and more pregnant and, uh, we moved to Nashville and it's time to, to have a baby. And that sort of that change, you know, I didn't know what to expect you hear like, Oh, your life's never going to be the same and all that. And it's true. Um, but somehow we got lucky. The baby's just like great. I can like put him in the vocal booth and he'll just like hang out and I can like see him and put Elmo on for him. And it's like, it works out perfectly. Um, now he's like walking, not walking, but he's like moving around. He's a little more yeah. problematic in the studio. Um, oh yeah. It'll, it'll get worse. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it will. Um, it's, it, it's just, it gets different. I've got two kids. It's yeah. How, how old? Um, 13. Okay. And almost nine now. Okay. So. Yeah. So they're like people. I still have like a little bit of like a potato that can like crawl around the oh, house. No, but like yeah. he's like, I did the potato too. I had a potato. <laughs> I had multi multiple potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel yeah. you, man. It's 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 great. It's it's just different, you know. And a, the the one of the things that I always try to tell like newer like parents is that you don't have to give up on yourself. You just change yeah you just change it up just change it up a little bit yeah and going on tour that was my first time away from like either of them in quite a long time mm -hmm. um and uh so i, I did the tour it was so we got COVID at the beginning of the tour and we did Ooh. cancel uh houston nashville and atlanta atlanta was sold out and then we quarantined in the basement mm -hmm. here I had to call my wife and be like, hey, can the whole band and crew like stay at our house? She's like, no, you have COVID? I was like, yeah, can we like stay in the basement? Um, but she ended up agreeing and feeding us and just dropping food down the stairs yeah. for us. Um, <laughs> and we did our quarantine and then we continued on the tour. And at the end of the tour, uh, they flew out to the last show, my wife and, and baby. And I got to like, I got to bring the baby out on stage and do the Lion King, like, ah, sitting. <laughs> and the baby's just, like, wearing, like, soundproof little, like, earmuffs with, like, a little bear on them. Oh, yeah. And, like, just smiling. And the crowd just, like, cheering. And it's crazy. Um, So, yeah, it's been, like, awesome. really cool being a dad and, like, being a musician. And Jacqueline grew up, you know, going to shows of her dads with, like, Faith Hill and Sheryl Crow or just Shania Twain, like, craziness <laughs> of, like, being a kid. Um, 
and so like yeah yeah it's it's really exciting that's awesome yeah having a having a kid being married i love i love being married i think it's great so i'm happy yeah i'm happy everything's awesome for you over there that's Thank great you. um we got two more questions um before we move on um so this one's from our discord uh it's from our our member member i think it's vala vala one of the two i think that's the only two it can be um, we did touch on on a little bit of this, but if you want to get a little deeper into it, what kind of professional training do you have and how long have you been receiving that training for? Cool. Um, I just want to say, though, like your questions, your research, you've been on it. I really appreciate that. Like, Thank you. I, I, I did a lot of podcasts recently as far as like promotion around around the new single and uh I would have people like just like not even know who they're talking to. I'm like, I'm on your pod, like my name, <laughs> the name of the song. Like, anyways, thank you. You took it to another level, so I really appreciate that. But as far as as oh, far as you. my training goes, um, you know, I, I I started on guitar and you know learned from from Roger Fisher from Heart on guitar, um, in high school, and and then I never sang. I, I sang a little bit in the background, but I didn't have the confidence. I was always the lead guitar player. Um, and then towards the end of high school, I started doing like basic voice training, like little theater kind of like stuff. And, um, and then in college I studied vocal performance. So that was like my introduction. And I, I would like have to hire like an accompanist to play piano and I would like sing Italian tenor and they would be like, and I'd have to sound as pure as I could. And they'd be like, you sound a little rock. And I was like, I'm trying not to. Um, but I learned a lot about like tone and and you know just sort of the coordination of all the muscles that that are going on here um and i had a bunch of books and uh i worked with a few different people i struggled uh i hit a wall with my singing where i couldn't learn anymore from from women and i don't mean like it, i just i was struggling as far as like a tenor and my top of my range and i was and like girls would explain it to me and i didn't get it and I felt like they didn't understand like a male. I don't know, but I felt different. So then I, I had to like find a male teacher that could like belt, that could like sing better and higher than me, that could like teach me what the hell was going on. How come I can't sing the way I want to? Um, and so I found a, a guy in LA. It was really expensive. And I did a bunch of voice lessons with him and he was really good. Um, and then I sort of like, I got the hang of, of some of the, those techniques um, and he had worked with a bunch of, a bunch of great singers and, um, and, uh, then it, then, you know, just being in a band and like working on it, constantly struggling on tour, constantly losing my voice, like realizing I have like a slightly higher range, but I just couldn't control it and keep it in the techniques I was struggling with. Sure. And then TikTok happened after years of doing covers and all that and TikTok happened and you start to post videos and like, oh, like singing something difficult goes more viral. Singing something high mm -hmm. and belting it goes more viral. And so I discovered that in like 2020. And then since then, like all of the years of training, that was all like getting me started. Like my, I understand good technique, but now I was like, all right, I, I'm taking this upon myself now to push myself every video. And so from 2020 on, every single video was like, 100% of my like the the fucking needle is spiked like how much can I sing like like that's that's it that's just the cars like, mm, like mm -hmm. every single video I've done since 2020 so now that's like whatever two two three years of like 
really pushing myself and training like an athlete would train instead of like somebody who sings. So I do like a few hours of vocal training every day. And then I record something that's like nuts. Um, and it's only gotten better. Uh, I've had some voice problems in that and I try to like work through it and, and be smart about it. I've had to, I've gone to ENTs and like, I mean, I have like maintain like as good of vocal health as I can. Um, little shit like not eating well and like drinking too much like that that kind of stuff yeah. you know you it, it 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 does affect you um and so you gotta you gotta watch some of that stuff but but i do i do my best and so yeah i'm i'm, I'm i was learning from other people for a while but as soon as tiktok happened i've been i've been self-taught and just pushing it um and now i'm i'm in a, a level of singing that uh i'm really excited about that i feel like i can do a lot of the things that like you know the 80s hair metal singers that like i heard and i was like what the fuck are they doing and like now like i can i can do the hair metal things i'm like hell yeah like oh man uh and and i would see like Jacqueline's dad play shows with like uh skid row singer sebastian Sebastian bach Bach. (laughs) i saw him play a show with sebastian bach like two years ago and i was like oh my god i need to learn how to do that it was so cool and now i can like sing like i remember yesterday so like I'm like just learning the songs I love that like being a young guitar player, you look learn Jimi Hendrix, you're like, fuck yeah, I want to play this. Now I'm like, all right, I want to sing this. This is like the hardest Whitney Houston song ever. I'm so excited to like practice this for like two weeks and then shoot a live video of it. Mm-hmm. Um and so yeah, I'm just like in love with the instrument, which is really fun. I love that. So um yeah, because at the very end, you know, I was I was thinking about like reading or like writing the entire question out, but just so you know, uh, Vala thinks you are unreal. That is that was the very end. You are unreal. I mean, that means a lot. I'm very real. Uh, I I have all of the limitations <laughs> of 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 the world, but you start to learn some tick uh, some tricks uh, of of placement and how your muscles work and. And then eventually it's just sort of like you sort of unlock different parts of it and it's all muscle control. Um, and now I have to go to a chiropractor because I like get locked up. It's like a nightmare. But yeah, I appreciate that. I'm very real. Uh, and I'm just doing my best. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job. Uh, Thank you. And they all think so. So we have one quick question, then we're going to go to a quick break for our sponsor. If you could give our listeners a piece of advice that you know now, that you wish you knew when you were first starting out, what would that be? Uh, that's tough. Um, you know, I, I think that, uh, I think I learned a lot of it, you know, through the path. I mean, clearly my, my brain wants to go two places. One, like, be careful of your partners. I got screwed over a lot of times. Um, you know, be really, really read any deals and any agreements that you have and really understand your own value and where you could be and what a contract like that would do. Sure. That's like one answer. Great. But the other is like, really be self, self-reliant. And I think that you, you know, you're figuring out the podcast on your own right now. And I think that's like exactly what I'm saying. Like you need to be able, uh, if you want to be an artist you want to be a guitar player, you want to be a singer, you want to be a drummer, you need to figure out how to get an end product out into the world doing as much of everything as you can without relying on anyone else. If you can do that, then you can work with other people and you can collaborate, but but with but you never know who's going to stick around. You never know when you're going to have problems with whatever kind of issues you're going to have. So if you can be self-sufficient, 
you can you can build that that career that you want and work with the people that you want and you've always got yourself as your own safety net perfectly said those are two excellent points um one of my favorite things is we ask this this question specifically is the last question right before obscure questions every single time and i love it because everybody has a different answer and every answer is perfect and valid like ever we are like 60 some episodes in and there's been a different answer every single time all right it's fantastic you, you i'm nervous you, you don't have to be nervous no oh. i'm just saying your the answer you just gave is oh. that Every oh, I thought time. you were about to ask me another question. All no, right, no, cool. no, 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 oh. no. That that the the question we just asked. Your answer is perfect, and oh, it's thanks. great because there's so many different aspects into this whole industry, and there's so many different tips. There's so many different tricks, um, to to do it. I mean, everybody finds their own journey and their own path, and yeah. it's great to be able to give all of this knowledge to our listeners so with that we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back for our next segment we'd like to take a quick second to thank batshit crazy apparel for sponsoring this portion of today's episode batshit crazy is a horror themed apparel brand for people with a bit of the darker side. Now, one of their shirts that really stood out to me was their horror-themed take on Van Halen's 1984 album cover. Because that's what dreams are made of. Give them a follow on Instagram at batshitcrazyapparel. And you know what? Shoot them a DM. Maybe they'll send you some free stickers. Head on over to www batshitcrazyapparel.com today and pick something up for yourself or that special crazy horror lover in your life. Thank you again so much to Batshit Crazy Apparel for sponsoring this portion of today's episode. Now let's get on back into it. And we're back with David Michael Frank. It's been fantastic so far. We've learned a lot. But now we're going to go into the obscure questions segment. Typically, I write these all on the same day as the the podcast, so I have to like force myself to think of weird things. Mm. And usually, they're really not that weird. Uh, sometimes they are, but <laughs> sometimes they're just like, okay, that's it's a bit. It's basically just not music related. All right, all right, I'm excited. Um, so we'll start out with: if you were stuck on a deserted island and you had to bring one content creator with you, who would you choose? And why? Well, I mean, I, 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 can I choose my wife? You can, but I yeah. mean, like, actually, wait, hold up. No, I don't want. No, I'm just kidding. I was, well, I was gonna <laughs> say. I mean, like, you know, you could like maybe want somebody that's like, you know, rugged, outdoorsy is gonna like knows already how to build shit for you. Uh, that guy <laughs> that just like breaks wood, like the guy yeah. that just shops. I, well, I want him. <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I would, I would choose my wife for sure. See, that's fair. When I was coming up with this, I didn't know at the time your wife was a content creator, or else I would have put some stipulations. Ah, uh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, she's good. She's a genius. She can like she can give like 30 minute like YouTube videos, like talking to the camera about like really difficult topics to like not get canceled about and to like be insensitive or like you gotta be careful about any sensitivities. And mm -hmm. she is 
on it. She can just like craft perfect argument. And she like doesn't even like stutter about her words. Like she's crazy. That's she's impressive. The... That's yeah. like I can hardly talk without stuttering and fumbling over my words. So she'll know to like not like she she's so good at arguing that she'll know to not say something that somebody can bat down and like just by basic arguing like principles, which is annoying because I have to argue with her. Um, yeah, but uh, she she's great at that. <laughs> uh my my wife would be the first to say that i'm probably not good at arguing <laughs> <laughs> and i would probably agree because yeah i usually don't win and that's fine i'm probably wrong i it's mean it's a skill it's definitely a skill <laughs> okay so this one kind of has uh some options here if you had to get rid of one of these three third with these three things for the rest of your life, like gone forever, which one would you choose? Chocolate, alcohol, or any watchable content? So, like, there's no TV, YouTube, movies. That's all gone. You don't got it no more. It's easy. It's easy. Chocolate. <laughs> Hello, alcohol. <laughs> I was trying to think. I was like, when I was coming up with this, I was like, what would, like the three most common type things that people like do enjoy, but also that could be something that you could just get rid of easily. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, if you didn't know you're missing chocolate, if it was just deleted, you know, it, it, it's well, you fine. Know. You know, you'd know you got, you're choosing it was right here. Now it's gone. Forever. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd still, I, I got into, I got into like bourbon since moving to, to Tennessee. I joined like a Facebook group of a bunch of like guys just talking <laughs> about different bourbons. Now I like get these notifications and I get like FOMO about like stupid bourbons. I can't taste the difference, but it doesn't matter because like they're hard to get. So like now I'm like collecting bourbons, which is fun. And I'm, I'm learning. Like, I'm learning. You sound like my friend, Sam. He, it's fun. Uh, he does. He likes um, if, if he listens to this. I'm pretty sure he's a fan of whiskey. He likes a good whiskey. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I to to me, like it all just tastes like burning. <laughs> and some burn more, and some are and there's right. like a hint of like <laughs> vanilla, maybe, and like just wood, like some oak, and you're like, God, I think there's oak in here. <laughs> yeah. Nice. See, I've got this. Um, there was this. Have you seen that like moonshine brand stuff? Like they make, yeah, like uh, uh so, blanking on the name, but yeah, yeah, we get yeah, that all the time. Yeah, I got the cherries. And, oh, those are great. Yeah, so I also bought um, it's like the Sam's Choice like sparkling waters, and I got mm -hmm. like the cherry limeade one. And so nice. I have a cherry limeade and a bunch of cherries in here. Those cherries are really good. They are, but they yeah. also taste like burning. Yeah, they're they're ever clear. Uh, or well, I think it's not just well, it's moonshine, but like that's our like a similar right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So now, last question. This one's not like super hard. It's just pretty basic. What would you say is your biggest pet peeve? Ah, oh, God, biggest pet peeve. Um. Oh God. <laughs> that one that's a tough question uh <laughs> i have I, don't... A, I have a new i'll let you think on it and i'll tell you my funny new one while you're thinking all right yeah it. um i just i just this just happened to me um when i was going through submissions and stuff for our playlist 
Um, a pet peeve right now is <laughs> I was telling my friend New Yorkers. Now I say this because um, there's so many people that say like, well, I'm from the Bronx. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from Long Island. I'm from St. You're from New York City is where you're from. You live in New York City. <laughs> yeah. you know? Like you don't see like people from like, uh, I'm, I'm going to use Minneapolis because that's like the, our min, you know, Minnesota's like, you don't see people saying like, yeah, we're from Roseville, Minnesota. We're from St. Louis Park, Minnesota. No, you're from you're from Minneapolis. You, you, they all say you're from Minneapolis. <laughs> I like no, that. I've noticed that so many people from New York will just say like Bronx, New York. No, you're from New York City. Stop it. You're making it harder for me. I agree with that. I agree with that. <laughs> I totally do. All right, I, I thought of mine. Okay. When you get an email. And they write like the whole thing. And it's usually from an older person, no offense to older people, but they write the whole email in the subject line and then there's nothing in the body. And you open it and it's like, hey, can you do whatever? And that's the subject. <laughs> there's nothing in the body of the email. I hate that. I've never had that happen. Oh, oh I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. I'd rather have like, hey, something for important. And then in the body, it's just, oh. So like, stupid. It, it, it's probably like one of those where you're just like, <laughs> I'm not even gonna read this. No, no, no <laughs> I'm you, not you gonna open this. Yeah, <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> that is that is, I've never even heard of like I mean, I've done that, like did a copy and paste thing and accidentally copied it into the subject line, but I erased it, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's usually like a, you know, one or two senses of like what someone's asking you to do. Like right. I don't know. right. annoying. But, <laughs> I can only imagine. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's it for obscure questions. <laughs> it's, you know, only three. Now we're going to, we're going to end off with a rapid fire question segment. You're just going to speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. You know, they're just either or questions, basically. All right. There's only, there's only one. Oh, that I accidentally didn't add. There's only one where it might be a little more difficult. Oh, man. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars. Mario or Luigi? Mario. Okay. This is the, this is the difficult one now. Can you, rem first off, remember... And sing to me the jingle for Bagel Bites. Oh, no. I can't do that one. I don't know it. I don't know the... Maybe it's in my brain somewhere, but I don't... I Nothing comes to mind. Every, it, only only a few people have been able to unlock it. So you're okay. You're, 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 you're pretty standard right there. But half the time, there's only been a couple times where I'll sing it for you. Hopefully we'll unlock it. So do you remember Bagel Bites, a little pizza? Oh, yeah, totally. Okay, I, okay. I, okay. Yeah. okay just one. So. Pizza in the morning, pizza in the evening, pizza at supper time. When pizza's on a bagel, you can eat pizza anytime. I don't, no. I don't remember it. I, I, there's something about that I maybe remember, but I don't. I, like, watched TV as a kid. I don't, I don't have it. It's not oh. in my brain. Well, when you come back and you watch this episode, you get to this part. Right in the middle of us, there will be the commercial. Then you can watch it. 
We need to have Bagel Bites sponsor this episode. I need to get Bagel Bites to sponsor all my episodes. That would be Bagel delicious. Bites. Let's let's work something out. Yeah. We got a couple more. Gwen Stefani or Haley Williams? Haley Williams. Hard shell or soft shell tacos? Hard shell. So the last one. Some 41 or yellow card? <sighs> yellow card. Nice. Both are great. I love that. Uh, I love yellow cards violin. That's like what really sells it for me every time. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, I was basing it off singing for me that I think, I think Ryan is a better singer than Derek. Um, well, I, yes. I mean, I would definitely agree with that too. Like Derek is Derek's like just a rock singer, you know? True. I think he had the, sur oh, no, maybe both of them had the surgery. I think Ryan definitely had the, had the vocal surgery. Um, I think they've both had problems. I'm not sure, but it wouldn't shock me if Derek did. I mean, he just yeah, he's just goes he's for a, it. He's he's just gunning it. Yeah, <laughs> but that's it, man. You finished the podcast. I did it. You, you did it. Now, thank you. All that's left is just kind of tell everybody what's got what you got going on, what's next, and where they can find you. All right. Well, I'm always making new videos, so you can you can find me on all of the platforms: the YouTube, the TikTok, Instagram, all of it. Just David Michael Frank, which is really exciting to say because I was always in bands. So now you can just find me as David Michael Frank on all of it. And as far as like new stuff coming, there's tons of new original music coming. I'm gonna be rolling it out slowly, and then eventually there will be an album, and I would like to have a little community of support hop on board for that so hopefully you uh join the bandwagon uh, by the time we announce an album let's get a let's get a whole whole bunch of people on this not be a little let's just get it let's get the whole community i would love that hell yeah well that's it thanks guys so much for listening thank you david for being on the show and hanging out with me and uh we'll see y'all next monday Ooh, thanks Thank you so much for checking out the show. Please hit that like, subscribe, or follow button so you never miss an episode. And thank you so much to those of you who already are. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or anywhere else you stream your podcasts. If you're in the position to help us grow and like behind-the-scenes access and exclusive shows, head on over to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash unsigned pop punk let us know in the comments who you'd like to see on the show and what other content you'd like to see thank you all so much